Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, good morning from the great state of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest of the United States. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of the Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams that you're watching online. So we are a year, still year 25, uh, bringing you the voice of the prophet. And when we hit April, we will start our 26th year of uh, doing this. So it's an amazing time. It's an amazing year. We're going to bring Kat Kerr on here in just a moment. Uh, as always, we're looking forward to what she has to deliver for a word of exhortation or prophetic, whatever God's given her, and then we'll get into some questions. Um, I think that's all I have. The only other announcement is a quick reminder of the, of the wells we're digging in Uganda. So here we go with that. I'm here at one of the water well commissions and it is so much joy. It has been a heavy downpour. But everyone is stuck in their seats, excited about this miracle that is happening right here in this building. Today, the joy, joy, joy is so much. I think our total count of wells from the beginning is like 83 wells we've dug. And did you hear this young woman? She said, This is a miracle. Well, you know, all on our part, we raised money from you and we got it done for them. But to them, it's a miracle. They prayed and prayed and prayed because even of 83 wells we, we provided over there, uh, there's a lot of land over there and miles and miles between villages where people have to walk and find uh, water some way, dirty water usually. So uh, thank you so much for helping make this possible. That celebration was all about the new water well that you helped us dig. So I'm amazed, amazed. So. All right, it's time for uh, Wednesdays with Kat and Steve, so here we go. Good morning, Ms. Kat, who's having your coffee or tea or water? It's not coffee, it's Pepsi today. <laughs> oh, it's Pepsi. All right, well, that'll wake you up right there. So no. we, you're at a, you're not at your normal place. What, no, what can I'm you tell not. Us about that? Yeah, well, we have completely moved out of our place. Finally, it took months, people. I always tell people, I'm going to give you a big tip. Don't wait until you decide to move and get another place. Don't wait 10 years, 15 years. You won't like the result of that. <laughs> We've been there almost 18 years. And let me tell you, we have accumulated stuff and not just stuff for us. All of our business stuff, all of the things that we offer. I mean, there is so much stuff in this place. The 2,700 square feet sounds like a lot to you. It isn't when you've got, you know, mixed families living, all of your staff coming there every day. I mean, it's just been, and we, we're so busy, we're not even thinking about this. And all of a sudden, well, we're moving. Wow. Well, that changed everything. I mean, even the staff is on night shift, day shift, all night shift. And we actually hired a company to help us get out of there. But, but boy, have we accumulated stuff. So we gave a whole bunch of stuff away. And uh, but we got it done. That was something re required by God that when we're out of the place completely, then we're going to get our new place. All right. God was good. He didn't wait till that happened. About a week ago, we received notice finally 
that all of the renovations and stuff that's been, been done to this beautiful place that we chose. And God said, yes, you will have that place. When you're that's packed nice. and ready, this is God. Now, this is how specific he is. When you're packed and ready, like you're going out the door to your new place, that's when you will have your new place. Well, he left no out to say, well, we'll take part of the stuff out, or we'll have half of it ready. If he ever says something to you specific like that, please make sure you do it his way. Yeah. Your <laughs> way. So he told you, are you saying he told you in advance that when you got everything out, that's when you would have it? And my and they know it because everything, every time I got a word from God, my family got that word. Jan, oh, mom, and they all knew what God was saying. Because I didn't want any arguments. You know, sometimes if you're if you're a revelator or you're a prophet, you'll hear things others won't. My family had the joy of hearing everything God said to me. Wow. And, and but because we had to have agreement, that's the second thing. Make sure you have agreement with whatever you're going to do or whoever you're going to do it with. That's even going into business, going into ministry, even getting a new home. And so that was required also. That's been my whole life to, to be in agreement with whoever I was working with. And so God really proved himself true in all of this because we didn't hear anything. Now, we wanted this house and we were going to buy the house. But I told God, if I buy this house, I don't want to go in and then renovate for a year. I had, I had worked so hard and we actually have saved for almost 20 years to get in this area that he wanted us in. He's about to infiltrate. This is what he said. You're going to hear some, some, some not secrets, but the things God's been saying to me yeah. years. He has said to me, I'm going to infiltrate the circles of the wealthy and the rich. Wow. And this is the other thing he said, the king will move in to the queen's harbor and take over in the spirit. So now you're hearing things I heard and my family knew. And I can tell you, it doesn't matter if it's been 15 years. People, you think waiting a couple years, and I know what we've been through has been hard. Uh, it really has been hard, but let me tell you what, you're making way. What's happening now is making way for the generations coming, some of the greatest ever on the earth, some of the most powerful operating in the spirit realm in the prophetic. Uh, speaking to the land, the sea, and the air. That's what you're going to be seeing. Not whatever they're saying is the new norm. That's maybe their new norm. But it isn't ours as the body of Christ. And so all these things he's been saying to me, which I have been following to the letter. Whatever he said to me in these last 10, 15 years especially, I have followed to the letter. It's driven my, cra my family crazy. <laughs> so I wake up and say, okay, God says something. Come out here and hear it. I was gonna make sure they knew. And they know, they know, cat. They know if cat hears it, she's gonna obey, right? There's no arguing oh, or what. You know, one crazy thing, you know, sometimes he'll say something that makes no sense to you. If you're in training, he'll say things to you just to see if you'll do it. He told me what ten years ago, Jen, maybe eight years ago. Do not walk on the yeah. grass in your front yard. Now I'm telling you things. This is all true, and you go, that makes no sense. Of course, God doesn't, and He doesn't have to. He's God. He made everything that ever was made. He knows everything that ever will be, has been, or is right now. He's not clueless at all. And I can tell you right now, if he says it, then the best thing you can do is do it. So if you good. don't start trusting now, if you can't trust him within these couple of years we've gone through, how can he trust you with millions of dollars, lands, properties, buildings, businesses, this is what's coming to the body. You don't know what he means when he says wealth. The wealth of the wicked. Look how much they've got. Look what they've done with it. 
But we're about to get it, the just and the righteous. And I can tell you, I know what he means when he says that. I know him well. I don't know him completely, but I do know him. And when he says that he means it, and what he has said since November the 4th, 2020, is exactly what he's going to do. So if you want to go look that up and listen, you'll find out what's about to happen. Because he has never changed his mind. And almost 20 years ago, he said, you will live in this place one day. There's no way on this earth I could have done it. There's just no way that could have ever happened. Most everything I ever got, I gave away because I have a great love for people. My dad would give our food away, our cars away. I mean, he would come in and say, well, we don't have this anymore. We'd sit down and pray and God would send it. I was raised that way my whole life. My brothers were saved from dying, being shot point blank and didn't die. I mean, we saw so many miracles of things happen in our family. I, I was born with a gift of faith. That you were. I never heard you say it like that that I remember. So you really, you were born with it, huh? So was my dad and so was his mother. We were born. He put it in us before we came. He sent us on purpose because of what we would have to trust him for and believe him for as example to others. So what you're about to see is the fruition of me not stepping back, not believing what hell has said, not believing what man has said, not believing what is they require of you. It doesn't matter if you're not known by man. If you're known and raised by the hand of God, you're going to eventually know who you are. Not because of me, because of him. But yes, he did say that. And I refused to walk on the grass in our front yard. I wouldn't do it. And if they didn't park the cars right, I'd have to go in one side of the car. Crawl. Oh, man, really? You, you were know, that obedient. Cool. You were that obedient. Oh, she I mean, knows. Ben knows. I was. Wow. I was obedient. And I remember the day that the father said to me, I will no longer judge you by obedience because you have learned the joy of obedience. But I will judge you by your love. And your love is extravagant. So expect extravagance for the rest of your life. So you never know when something small starts out, but you decide to go past your own wants, your own needs, your own desires. Everybody trying to tell you how to do it or why to do it or why you shouldn't do it is what you hear the most. My family gave up doing that a long time ago. And wow. so he means it when he says it. And he has a purpose. I choose to believe his reason the one who held the earth in his hand, why would I not believe him over everybody else? So, Ken, you don't require... And you speak don't... like this and have no fear. And I tell you, I have faced mountains. I have. Yeah. You're going to hear about them later, not today. Yeah. But I can tell you, he is faithful for everything. So having told us that for almost a year, no matter what's going on, this is what's going to happen. A week ago, before we were actually done, we received an email saying these people were ready to deal with me. Kat, do you have Kat, do you sometimes do you sometimes ask the Lord um, when he gives you a crazy thing? Do you ask him why or do you ask him how long? You don't. That is not my business. My business is to obey. My my business for him, because I am his business. <laughs> no, I just do it. You just do it and you trust. And the more you trust and you see his hand move, the more you believe, the more he gives you to do. So no, this that's about to happen, we all know, 
comes from our obedience and our trust and our belief in God. Because we found this home and we wanted it. And we were about to purchase it. But because I said, I don't want to do a lot of repairs and fix-ups in this house. It was a beautiful home. And then he, all he said was, okay. The next thing I knew, an investor bought that home. Now, a lot of people said, oh, you lost it. when you don't know God, do you? <laughs> you know nothing about him if that's what you think has happened. No. Well, that family never moved in because they weren't, they didn't buy it for that. This investor has spent all this time fixing it exactly the way I wanted it without even knowing what I wanted. Gee. And a week ago, we received an email. Mm -hmm. We cried with happiness that they are ready to sell it to you. So good. So good. You know, the whole thing about have everything out, though. <laughs> we still have to make sure this is what the words he spoke to me. When you're packed and ready, like you're going out the door to your new home, that is when you will have your new home. So packed means packed. Doesn't mean semi-packed, partially packed. You know, maybe maybe go back and get something else until it was all out. We couldn't do anything. So that's how important it is to hear what God is really saying to you. And he doesn't have to make sense to me. Most of the time, I don't make sense. That's because you become more like them, which is what we need to be. So good. So good. Well, Kat, you know, I have other questions. I want to make sure that I have any. I want to encourage people to never give up, that God does have a plan for them also, not just for us. Uh, we know that acceleration is here in so many ways for us, for many other people right now. And I'm just going to say, just keep thanking God that you're listening and thank him for helping you to listen and then to obey him. That's good. That's good. Wow, very faith building, Kat, very, both in the obedience thing, because that's instructive. I'm listening to that because I'm in an obedience season of my life like yes. never before. I'm not like Kat Kerr obedience, but I'm way more than any time in my life. My wife keeps saying, you're so obedient. And I'm, it's nice to hear, but I know that I'm probably just getting started obeying because yes. God will then raise the bar and he'll amplify right. it, right? He'll ask you to do something else. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on in my house right now. so. I hear you. And then the faith thing, I, it would be nice to have been born with the gift of faith like that. But that didn't mean it was easy. You still, yeah. he still didn't, would you say, then God, even though you had the gift of faith, he still had to stretch that gift of faith or st stretch that? I think that it was stretched automatically just because I was willing to do it. It was stretched automatically. Okay, cool. All right. Well, you ready for your first question today? I am. Okay. So, um, some of these, these first three are, are my own. I may have asked some form of this a long time ago. So here, but it's been a really long time. So those who leave uh, and go to heaven, when they've died, they now graduate to heaven. Are they ever invited to like the council room in heaven to counsel with God about things yet on the earth? Does any of that happen after you graduate to heaven? Actually, yes, it does. Uh, Father has a boardroom and he calls it his boardroom. And it's because that's where he invites people in heaven to come and hear what he has to say and what he's going to do. And then sometimes he asks their opinions, not really? that he needs them, but he just wants them to be involved. So, yes, that does happen. So if somebody gave an opinion in heaven about such and such, as long as it wasn't against his will, he'd probably say, oh, would he say, oh, OK, I'll do that. Would it be like that? I would say that was interesting. We'll think about it. <laughs> okay. More like that, huh? Yeah. What about, Kat, after um, all things are said and done, 
Um, well, no, let me change my question. What about you're there? Uh, no, I'm going to say it this way because I don't know how to put this in time because God's outside of time. But are there are there things that God will say? What do you think we ought to do here in heaven with such and such? Is there any of that planning and inventing together the future? Absolutely, yes, Steve. Why do you think we're his sons and daughters? That's his desire for us to want to do that. He absolutely does that. So you're not just left well. You arrive, now you can sit and watch everything happen, enjoy it. It's not really like that. There's so many things you get to be involved in. God loves to reason together, and that's what he calls it. Let's reason together, and that's what he calls it. And, you know, he even through time itself, even in the Bible, he would ask sometimes uh, the other prophets or people like Abraham or someone else, what do you think about this? I mean, he would actually ask them that for a reason. He was serious about it. So, yes, we actually do get to learn to invent. That's why there's creation lab. Doesn't mean you're going to be a creator and make people. People automatically think when I say that, we're going to have our own colony of people and live somewhere. Around. You wouldn't want them. <laughs> you would not want them. Think of your family. I mean, you've been with your family. How would you like to have several million you're, you are responsible for? That wasn't fun for Moses, was it? That's good. That's really, that's good. No, you'll create things and places, absolutely. Yes, none of them will ever have defilement because it won't even exist anymore. There'll be no more evil anywhere at one point when the lake of fire thing happens and Satan is thrown in there. And I always like to add this just because I like doing so this Holy Spirit. There'll be a point in Satan's life where he has no power, no authority, no position, and he will be the biggest target of everybody who ends up in the lick of fire with him. Wow. And he will have no you, power. Or you know, if you have, you said we'll have the power to create things, but not people. So if someone's in heaven and they go, I know I could ask God for this, but I'm going to create a little cabin by the rushing whitewater river here where I can go fishing or just hang out. Uh, are they going to be able to speak into that and create it, or do they have to build it, or wh what? What do you mean when you say they? We'll find that out when we get there. He won't okay. tell me everything. I just know, yes, you have a say, and yes, you do get to invent. I do know that for sure. You know, you just fed into my third question, so I'm going to jump to that. And I said, um, uh, no, actually, it was my next question, ironically, which was if if will is God or does God withhold from you, Cat? things that, that he's not ready to share with you about heaven. In other words, there's things that you know that he might want to share, but he doesn't want to share them with you yet in heaven. I don't, I don't think so. I think whatever he gives me through revelation is something he intended for me to have. If it's something that's not for me right now, he just doesn't even mention it. So you don't feel like, uh, how do I say this, that he's keeping secrets? I don't mean in a bad way. But my, no, like you'd say, my dad has some neat secrets I can't wait to learn one day. Something like that. I, I see him doing things sometimes, and if he doesn't share it with me, I say nothing. I mean, he'll show me things sometimes. Like I've seen his, what he calls his, um, his uh, backyard. Really? Tell that. us. I think I mentioned that. He took me to a new place. I think this was a couple months ago. I may have briefly mentioned it. But he loves mountains, by the way. Uh, he loves mountains. Uh, if you will go back and reread the New Testament, that might be a good idea for people. 
He used to go to the mountains to meet with his father, and it says that in the Bible. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. When he was growing up on earth, Jesus, he would go at different times and meet him in the mountains. That's where he went to speak. To in, in the mountains, on, in heaven or on earth? No, on earth. Okay. While he lived on earth, he did. Yeah. And I think I shared that one time about how when he was becoming a carpenter under Joseph, he was making, he learned how to make cups, beautiful cups uh, out of wood. And he actually took one to his father at one time when he went to go meet with him. He said, look what I've made here. I've made this for you. It was, it was not the most beautiful thing ever, but it was really nicely made, perfectly made. And he gave it to him as a gift. And he not, had no idea himself at that time that years later he would have that given back to him in the garden. And it was filled with everything he had to carry to the cross. And it was something he made with his own hands. So see, sometimes every now and then, if we do things for God, we don't know what they will mean eventually. But Christ himself and those two angels, I'm going way everywhere right now, but you're asking me spit you yeah. yeah. questions right now. Cool. Uh, that when he went and he when he took that to the mountain and gave it to him, of course the father was very blessed. He brought it to him. But even he knew what would he did know at that time what it would be used for. He knew that it would be sent back to his son. And it was sent with two very special angels. Um, not, I don't know that they were hosts. They could have been hosts. Uh, they looked like humans, though. And they were the ones who were in the garden that rolled the stone away. Yeah. They were the ones that were with him in the garden when he had to drink that cup. They were with him at the cross. And their reward for having done this, because that was so hard for them, for to, for to hear him and see him, you know, it's, um, when it was so hard for him that he, you know, he sweated great drops of blood. That was real blood, people. That wasn't just something else. Knowing what he would have to carry in his holy body to that cross, which gave him permission to forgive sins. No one else has permission. They don't even think about it. Why? Why only him? Because he's the one who bore all that stuff to the cross, people. No one else did. So he has the right to forgive you of that because he abolished it through his sacrifice. Okay. And so he had to be with it. Those angels had to be with him and comfort him the whole time he was going through that. They were also the ones who waited with his body. They were in the tomb waiting for him to come up from hell on the third day. And they were the first ones who got to greet him and see him when he came up in his glorified body after defeating hell and wasting hell and, uh, and stripping Satan of his keys and, uh, and all kinds of other things that he, he took away from him. And, and when he went to, the hell on the third day. And so we don't think of eternity and the scope of eternity or even just on this earth, our journey on this earth of what things may be a part of our life again or be used for certain things. But Christ did get that cup given back to him. But he did meet, it goes back to the mountains, the father said. So he met him at the mountains. That's where he would go to see him and speak to him and be encouraged by him. And uh, but so the father's favorite place in heaven, one of them, it's his own backyard, which you can see for miles, if you could measure it. And his mountains, the biggest mountains in heaven are called the Titans. Really? Just tell you, that is his backyard. And, and it's the most beautiful place. There's different creatures there. I've seen some of his own creatures that he has, like his unicorn. I'm just going to tell you the truth, whether you want it or not, uh, was there. And it was a beautiful place to visit. And he said, this is my backyard. And I was so blessed that he would even take me to show me that. Totally. It was very exciting to go there and see that place. And 
and he does go there to pray. He even he prays. Of course he does. He'll pray there. Uh, people only picture him sometimes on his throne in the throne room. He has other places he does go, and as it is in heaven, I'm talking about the Father right now. There are other places he goes, and sometimes he'll just show up and visit people in their mansion or or bring them to himself to see him. If you knew how much he loved you, and and what what they themselves had decided to do in the scope of eternity, that we will all be together forever and never again be touched by evil, by wickedness, by pain, by suffering, by impairment. Uh, none of that exists in wow. Right now. Can't, well, you know, I got to ask you this because you just said that we obviously pray to the Father in Jesus' name, or we pray to Jesus. Why would the Father, who is the one we pray to, why? What? What would he need to pray? It's about? like a declaration. It's like declaration. A declaration. Declarations is a very high, a high form of prayer. Like okay. if you declare and decree a thing, it shall be established unto you. That those declarations is a form of prayer. Okay. And that's how he does it. He'll make a declaration about something. But okay. it's still him making, uh, is reaching up to do something for you. Um, and so when he does that, that is his form of prayer that he'll declare, decree a thing, and nobody can stop it from happening. Awesome. Now, you, Kat, you, obviously you, you, are, you are one of the most preeminent visitors of heaven I've ever known or heard of. There's probably hundreds or even thousands that get to do this. We just yeah, don't know who they are. But since we on earth are also mere mortals like Jesus was kind of on the earth, although that's probably a, a, a weird truth about that because he was both a man and he was God. But yeah. as both man and God, would, wouldn't he have had the opportunity that Cat has to, to be taken to heaven from time to time to visit the, his home with the Father? I'm sure that he probably could have. I personally know that he did visit him in the mountains. I knew that. And if I'm told something or shown something, I can share that as okay. true. But being a revelator, I can't necessarily give um, uh, most everything I say is not my own opinions. I gave yeah. this up a long time ago. And why would I give head knowledge when I have revelation? Revelation comes from the heart of the Father or yeah. from His Son or from Holy Spirit. They're all God. And um, I have met each one of them, and they have things that are different about them. Uh, they have things they like, colors they like, places they like. Uh, they're not robots, people. These are real, real powerful beings who who time comes from them. It comes from Father Carey's time. He didn't appear. I used to say maybe he appeared in time. And I found out how wrong that was. <laughs> That's so ridiculous to think that. Time comes from him. He has his own timeline. And what he does, he does according to his timeline. So I know what's been happening isn't on yours. But what he has actually been doing, and I have to keep going back to that because I'm so full of that. He's talked to me so much about these days on the earth right now and what we're, and what we're stepping into right now is, is absolutely necessary. If you're going to do something so big that it will remove the lie that says there is no God and that will be removed and all these things happening, it'll, no, one, no one will not believe that there's a God. You're going to have to believe there's God. You pick him or you choose darkness. There's not going to be a third choice on this earth anymore. There'll be a light of darkness. And that's one of the things that will happen through all the things we've been going through. People will know if they don't know now that there's evil out there, they they surely have learned that. Yeah. But God does have a reason to expose all evil. And probably maybe eight, 10 years ago, he actually had me start saying I'm about to expose evil like I never have before. And it will not be able to escape justice. I did not know these were the things that would be happening. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know it would be this way. But I trusted him anyway. 
and you have to trust him. What else choice do you have? Would you rather be in the hand of the most high God or under the heel of Satan? Because guess what? He is our doormat. And I am going to have doormats made that says Satan is our doormat. I'm making them, honey. You can believe that. And there's no telling what it's going to say when you step on it either. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Okay, my last question before I get into these others is, this is an actual, I never shared this publicly, but like 35 years ago, I had a dream that was so real that it was as if I was there. It was, uh, we were having in the dream, a church picnic at our property, which we had at that time, 35 years ago. And Jesus came to sit down with me and he was sad. Everyone was playing volleyball. It was a great church picnic. And he was not upset at the volleyball. He wasn't upset that there was a picnic, but he was hurt amidst that, all that good, clean fun that he had been forgotten. So two questions. Is it possible that I, it was so real that I, he was literally visiting me in that dream? I guess that's the main question. Was, is it possible that that was real or was it just a vivid, instructive dream? It, it could have been either one. If you remember something years later and it's very vivid and you and you have the same emotions every time you think about it, then he probably was there. Wow, because, you know, I, I've had lots of encounters of this and that, but that was the closest I've ever had with the Lord himself. And he yes. was sharing his heart. What do you yes. think about that idea? I mean, obviously, you know the Lord as much or more than anyone that I know of him being sad amidst a really wonderful picnic and i felt no judgment against the picnic i knew there was no judgment how yeah. would you kind of put that into words I always try to in some way which my staff know i do all the time i'll always in some kind of conversation no matter where i'm or where i'm i will always include jesus I, in some way i will talk some something about him or say something about him like uh, isn't this a wonderful day he let us have? Like, is the day not beautiful? Did the Lord not give us a beautiful day to do this? And that way I'm acknowledging him to be a part of it. It's not necessarily that I didn't invite him to eat with us or do something like that. I, I remember a, quite a while ago when we were on Forgot Home, which home when we moved like 31 times, um, that was required. Wow. I remember one time we had moved and I was very happy about it and very grateful. And I bought a little thing that said, I'm so grateful and put it on the wall. And the Lord came in the room and he said, uh, this is even before the heaven thing started. He said, you know, I'm, I'm so honored that you remembered me. I'm so honored. He said, I wish that the body was a little bit more grateful. That's good. That's good. I yeah. wish they would show a little bit more gratefulness, you know, for the things I do, the simple thing, even the simple things I do, not necessarily involve him that you have to say, you know, you don't have to invite him to come. Like I said, you don't have to ask him to come sit down and eat with you, although I have done that many times. He hasn't necessarily come when I ask him to. He usually comes when I don't even know he's coming. Um, but just to show more gratefulness, grateful for the things you have, grateful for the, the small thing he did for you, didn't expect. And I had that way back then used to talk about, let's, let's start being more grateful to the Lord for the things he's allowed us to do or get to go or have in our own life or things to give away. I think it was more like that, Steve. I think probably something that simple. Yeah. You know, like this day is beautiful. Isn't this a beautiful day? The Lord made we get to have all this fun together. And we're having this grateful, uh, great time together. Just something that simple, I think. Just a little bit of recognition that he he was a part I mean, of that. You know, the, the whole thing with gratitude, you know, the 10 lepers were cleansed, but only one came back. And right. Jesus made a comment. We knew he had the Father's heart in him, and they were in each other. 
That's right. We said, didn't I cleanse 10? Where's the other nine? Um, my question is, obviously, we know that that's what he desires. And have you seen, do you feel like practicing gratefulness like that only all the time? Does that invite him to have more activity in your life? I you think just, it uh, absolutely invites him to come. I think he'd be, I think he'd be wanting to come. I, I know he watches for things. He watches to see if he is invited. He's watched to see if he's included or, you know, do you ever really ask him? And I tell people, you can ask him for more than your needs. And that's automatic. And that's okay because he says it's okay. What about asking for something more than that? What about going beyond that? Uh, like ask, you know, uh, you maybe ask ask him to uh, make sure that you get double blessed so that you can give that same blessing to someone else. That would really touch the heart of God, that you're including even others and esteem others more highly than yourself. I think that's something we also should be practicing at some time, maybe not 24 hours a day. But I do know that they do watch. The father has a book he writes things in so that he can remember the things that you have done, even without being asked by him. So people people think of them more as like they're high and mighty, way beyond me. You know, I can't have their thoughts. That's wrong. I can't understand the things they do. That's wrong. <laughs> they would never give me something like that. That's really wrong. Wow. We, we limit them by the yeah. way we live our life in our own man our man's head knowledge. Yeah. We limit the things just because sometimes, like we say, I'll never do that. Well, you just said it. Well, how are you going to do it if you're telling God already, I'll never do that? That's your expectation. Yeah. You lower, wow. you lower or even limit God sometimes for the things he can do for you because you think that you're too beyond, beyond. You know, well, I mean, Kat, people will say this and they think they're being humble. I've done it a hundred times, thousands of times myself where, God's got more, I'd say things like God's got, at least in my heart, I'd say God has more important things to do on the earth. There's people being raped. There's people, child, children being abused. He doesn't have time for my, you know, my child's question about a, a red bike that he wants or my grandchild, this or that, because he's working on world problems. Talk about that for a minute. I think he wants us to work on those world problems, Steve. I think if we were doing more ruling ourselves and taking the authority he gave us, which I do all the time, I mean, at, at any given time, I will send 10,000 of the host to areas where they are doing human trafficking, where they're abusing those children, and I will ask the host to hunt them down, the physical people, yeah. and expose them and rescue those children. So, see, I don't leave that out of my life. I don't leave it out. That's, that's a given I'm going to do that. And sometimes I'll spend all night long sending them back out and out and out again for different things like that. And I think that should be a part of our lives. Don't don't think that you are powerless. You're powerless because you think you are. Yeah. And that's, that's not what, what the Bible says. That's not what the blood of Christ gives but, you. That's not what his authority. That's not what his word. I just can go down a long list that says that we have these things that he's given us. We can't so now cat he wants to see us rule. We rule by what we say. We rule by how we live. I want to be sure that I get this other aspect of the same question. I get now that we, we need to be ruling much more than we are. Yeah. But but for those who are trying to develop at the same time a more and more personal relationship, do they need to grasp the intricacies of what God cares about in their own life? Even though there's wars all over the earth, yes, God still cares about the intricacies. Yes. He did that even in the Bible. He cared about certain people, even 
even what people call in, in unimportant people, he cared. He loved every one of us. He actually even loves the bad ones that you know don't want him or could care less about him. He, uh, Jesus said he's married to the backslider. That means he's always going to pursue those who have abandoned that first love they had wow. for Christ or abandoned even the relationship, their salvation. He still will pursue to have them back because of his love he has. But he can't, he can't just say, well, I'm working on this, so this is just going to have to wait over here. They are multi-purposed gods. Yeah. And they have the ability to be everywhere all at the same time. So they're not yeah. ignoring. They are working on those things. But guess what? They have time to work on things for you, too. Yeah, that's really, really good, Kat. All right. So um, Carla is asking this question. Kat, do you sometimes wish you could just stay in heaven? No. And why? Because he put something inside of me that didn't want me there. <laughs> For the okay. first time he came to meet with me and sat on my love seat, which I love that he chose my love seat, and put his arm around me, and I thought it was going to melt into the floor. That was the very first time he told me about what I would be doing. I mean, he came and visited me before that, but when he actually came, this is after years of uh, um, you know, training me in different areas of to, to increase my faith, to send me on these trips that didn't make any sense, but I went on them anyway, like go catch flight so-and-so to this airport and be in that airport with this note with you. I mean, he did that for like three years solid without nonstop. Never told me why I was doing it. He's just going to do it. And, and then when he began to explain things, he said, well, we have a plan for your life. Remove me from my good law job. Remove my husband from his job. Now, how do you like that? That's how he started things. Jen's raising her hand too. <laughs> we had no button. We had no choice but to trust him for everything. And when we started doing that, we had better place to live. We had more food to eat really? than we ever did before. Although we did well in the war in the in the natural, we did well. But he did warn me, I'm taking it away. He did tell me. He said, I'm gonna take away from your husband too. And wow. he was spending time with me. And then he said, your husband will come down to the altar and give you back to me for 10 years because I'll be taking you all over the world and I need his permission. That's something else probably people don't know he did. And he did no. it. He did. He did it. I mean, for 10 years, I would come home. I'd be there a day and a half, change suitcases and leave to go somewhere else to talk about heaven and God. And I did it. So people go, well, you have an easy life. You should have lived it. Because it was not easy. All right. Easy to do something. Yeah. And the, but the trusting part was the trusting part was simple. But but the way I had to live wasn't always simple. And of course, people hated me. People spoke against me. I mean, I had a whole lot of that just to learn to give up. And I didn't have time to deal. I had no time. I understand those people didn't have a clue what they were saying. And it was better just to forgive them and let it go, which I tell everybody you should do. So no, it wasn't. But the, but the magnificent, amazing love that I would experience when I was with them, that consumed every fiber of my being inside and out, that I fell so very much in love with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, that it wouldn't matter what they asked, I would have just done it. And that's where my heart got to, no matter what anyone's saying to me. And I used to literally tell people on the street corner, who had lost stuff and they'd lost this and they'd lost that. And I go to them and I'd, I'd always bless them and I'd say, you know what? If I stood on the street corner and I had nothing, not a house, not 
not clothing, not food, not shelter. If I had nothing but I had Jesus Christ, I would have everything in my life I ever needed. Gee. I meant that. I really meant that. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So when I speak sincerely from, from my life, not just something I've heard or something I've seen, but what I've had to live, it makes you different. It does make you different. And there's no way to even fathom. It's like, where the Bible talks about heaven itself. No eye has seen or heard or entered in the heart or mind of man, but God has prepared for those that love him. That is one of the most truest scriptures in the Bible. No one suffers when they go to heaven. No one is sad. No one is hurt. No one is sick. No one is, no one is even upset that they died. That's the last thing they're thinking about. When you're in his presence, what you have from being with him, and knowing that they're his, your, you know, they're, your family is in his hands. And sometimes he will show people the future of their family after they get to heaven. He'll show them. So it's worth it all, people. It's worth it yeah. to love God more than anything. To love others more highly than yourself. To forgive without question. When you forgive without question, that means you don't bring it up again. You act like it never happened. Because when you do that, is the devil's worst day. You have just pierced him completely, that you're not willing to play his game of hate. And then the Holy Spirit can pursue those people that you forgave. That is the last thing hell wants to see happen. And yet it's one of the greatest gifts you can give God is to forgive others. Okay. So there are so many things going on there right now. There's so much preparation for these days of wonder and glory and fire. And 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 uh, baptism in fire is going to be amazing. You'll get to be, you'll get to experience that, and also the glory covering the earth because we carry it. We create it for Him, then He lets us carry it. And the things that happen when we begin to release that, it's not just a thing; it's a way of life. So good, Cat man. I'm sitting here because I'm I'm going to see if we have time for two more questions here. We'll go a couple minutes over, because. Um, you're on fire today. I mean, you God's really all over you, and I'm, it's really neat to see. Uh, Faith is asking this: the cat, the Bible described angels. I don't know. I don't know if this is accurate, but she says the Bible has described angels that have eyes all over them. Do these eyes look like human eyes, or do they look completely different? I don't know if angels have eyes all over them. What? Do they, they do. They, they absolutely do. Okay. Stand around the throne. The living creatures have eyes. They have eyes not just in their wings, they have them in their forehead, they have them in their arms. I will say they look like human eyes, except for one thing, they don't have eyelids. They're always looking and seeing. And uh, these are very high level intelligent creatures that face the throne of God. And if you ever try to picture them, there's four of them that have like single heads. And then there's two more that have four heads under the, the uh, arms of the throne that hold up the throne. And, uh, and they have four different heads, the same four heads that are on the four living creatures. And so, yes, they do have eyes. Uh, the, uh, the, sometimes some of the seraphim do. The seraphim are more worship type things. And they, they live in a glory cloud over the throne of God and they have blue fire. Their hair is turned into blue fire because of the holiness of that place. When I say over the throne, I don't mean it's like two feet above it. I mean, it's way above it. The throne room is massive. 
and they'll dip down over the throne of God, just shout things to God. And of course, we know that the, the living creatures shout, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They face the throne, all four of them will face like, here's the throne in the center of the throne room. The throne room is round and there's four sets of steps. And right by each of those steps are the living creatures and they stand in face. The Father and the Son sitting on the throne, the Holy Spirit over to the left. And that's where they stand and shout. The throne room begins to shake. And you will begin to shake. And you'll lift up off the floor of the throne room as you begin to worship. Yeah, um, wow. That's not no normal place. It's not like walking to a king's palace, trust me. It's a very powerful, beautiful place. And so, yes, they have eyes. They have eyes in them. It talks about, I think in Ezekiel, it might talk about them. I know somewhere, um, I'm trying to remember the other, you may talk about them in, in the book of John, maybe. But yes, there are the seraphim, the, I'm trying to remember what the other name they are, the cherubim, the cherubim, the cherubim. Yeah, cherubim. Yeah, that's what the living creatures are. They're from a tribe called the cherubim. And uh, they're not little tiny fat baby angels, people. That's not what they are. You know, you, <laughs> I had to ask you. Measure their height or scope, you can't even measure it, they're so big. Let me ask a silly question because it may, you know, you talked about it being round. And I, I know you said this before, but this is the first time I'm really seeing the round and the four sets of steps. But it seems like it doesn't seem like it would be set up so that if I'm on the front facing God, that I could get on the back side of him. It almost seems like he would always be facing forward to me. Do you, do you have any sense of that? I've had people and heard people who ran up the back steps of the throne and they were standing right behind him. And what? With what? They were standing behind God in the throne they, room. They did. Yeah, because there's four sets. And I've said that over and over again. And Gary Brooks, who was a good friend of mine, was caught up to heaven one time. He was in worship. And in, in a portal opened, an angel came down and just picked him up and pulled him up into heaven. He was on the, the back steps of the throne. There's four sets. I'm out, that probably will be in one of my, um, maybe in my last book, that'll be a sketch I put in there. But he made the throne room round so that people could be all around him. Most people draw the throne as a speck in the distance and all this mass is in front of him. He didn't do that. You can go up there anytime you want to. So it's like step, steps, a platform, steps as a platform. So it's it's built more like this, believe it or not, which is another image that Satan stole. And at the top of that would be the throne. And underneath it is the room where they go to go uh, grab the horns of the altar. And they, a lot of people go in there and pray in this place. It's actually under the throne. That also talks about it in the Bible. But the living creatures are there that should declare over them. But they also do things. They bring scrolls. They read scrolls. Uh, they, they will reveal things in heaven to people. So they actually have, um, I don't want to call it duties, but they have things that are asked of them by God. Every now and then they'll travel somewhere. Really? Actually, Jewish, an Orthodox Jewish man, I met at a meeting, and I was talking about one of the living creatures, and he came back, he was shaking from really? head to toe. He was shaking, and he goes, I know, I know you've seen them, I, I know you've seen them. And I said, oh, what? I knew what he meant. He says, the creature, you've seen the creature. And he said, I was on a hill, and I didn't want Jesus Christ. And I was crying out to God, show me yourself, show me, show me, show me. And he said, all of a sudden, four figures appeared in the sky. And one at a time, they came right down in front of him. And they were each of the living creatures. It's so that the, the, the terror of God, of the holiness of God, came on him. He got born again. <laughs> wow. And because of the way I had described them, he knew that's what he saw. He knew that's who that was. 
And he said, don't ever stop talking. No matter what anyone says to you, don't you ever, 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 ever stop sharing. You are hearing truth. You are seeing God. And he said, I'm so grateful that you're willing to share it. And then he left. I never saw him again. But he was Orthodox too. <laughs> That's and amazing. Did you say, did you mean he got born again right there? Or he had already been born again because of what he had seen? I think he got born again because of what he'd seen. But hearing me talk about it made him really happy. <laughs> wow. I have a question, uh, last question, about the, the under the throne, because the Bible talks about it. I assume this is Revelation, the altar. Uh, but but it says in there that there were the souls that were under the altar crying, how long, O Lord, till you, and I think they even use the word avenge our blood, they were the souls of the mark. Can you describe that? Because in heaven, we're th we think of patience and praise and no sadness. That almost sounds like impatience and sadness. I don't think it's impatience and sadness, and I don't really know what era of time that these they came okay. from. Okay. So I didn't really know what they had experienced themselves. Okay. But yeah, the, yes, and so there is a place that's under the throne of God, and and I know that's one of the places where those those people go to play, to pray and declare for to be avenged, and that's what they're saying. Very very good. Well, cat. Um, like I've said, as always, the spirit's on you, but it's a real special anointing on your day. Would you feel like praying for the people for a few minutes? And, and as yeah, we close I will. Out? I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely. Father, I thank you for this beautiful day that you have made. Yes, that we Lord. can enjoy it. That we can share with each other, God, your truths, mm. your revelation, your plans for man. I'm so grateful for that. That you love us. That you sent your son, your wonderful son. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll probably always be grateful for that. But right now, I, I ask you as your daughter to mm. bless everyone watching right now, right now, and that, that fear is evicted from their souls in Jesus' name. Come and take it from their souls, from their homes, from their business, from the streets where they live. Uh, shut the mouth of the enemy. Steal it with a seal that they can no longer speak in the spirit from them. We command the host of you will pull under a stronghold of Satan around everybody watching that they no longer can persecute them or abuse them in any way whatsoever. Thank you, God, for sending refreshing waters, refreshing winds, refreshing wealth to all these people who are waiting, God, that they need help, that are praying and crying out to you. I thank you for hearing their prayers, for answering those prayers, God. In these beautiful days of acceleration, accelerate us to run with you to do these things with you, Father. We thank you for the celebration that is coming in this earth. There will never be one like it before. I thank you, God, right now for opening the eyes of many who have been blinded by deception. Shut the mouths of the deception, Father. Take their place from them. Those who are lying, cheating, and stealing, and colluding with each other. Take away their power, their position, their money, their place. Take it from them that they can no longer no longer sift the people like dust. I thank you, God. These are great days that we've entered into. Thank yeah. you for trusting us. I hope and pray that you've heard every prayer of even children, God. Yeah. Who are wanting and asking you for help to show yourself, to rescue them, to bring an end to the evil and the wickedness and the darkness, trying to take over this earth. You are wasting your time, evil. You have no right, no permission. You do not rule. You cheat, lie, and steal. And you are going to stink 
and one day you will not even be remembered. But we, filled with the glory, will rule with Christ throughout all of existence. And we will celebrate what is about to happen that you cannot stop from Thank you, God, for encouraging the people. I send hope to people like they've never had before, Father. Hope and joy and celebration. I thank you, Father. Move your hand starting today. Show them that you love them. In Jesus' name, for all who believe and receive that, say, I receive it. Amen. I receive it. Amen. Amen. Kat, thank you so, so much. I want to report... Um, Remind people of your two websites. We got revealingheaven.com, which is where you have your products. Yeah. Talk about catcur.com and what they can get there. Well, catcur.com is a spiritual platform where there's a lot of revelation given, given. And I told Father he can say whatever he wants to on that place. I know that both of those websites right now are being renovated, uh, adding new things, changing things. Even as we are looking for, everybody can just pray that we will quickly find buildings for our offices that, yeah. that all have been moved out into storage um we're going to stay connected with you i do want to add something that we know we're going to start doing we're going to start doing podcasts again Good. like um it's much easier very easy to do a podcast our podcast person had left some time ago but but our director of operations um who is going to be taking that place he'll make sure all of our podcasts get posted and we're looking forward to doing that for all of you i know especially young people love podcasts we're, we're going to continue to do our uh, chat with Stephen Cat. I love that that God did that and asked Johnny and totally, to help totally. encourage us. It's been life changing, even for me. It has been. Yeah, and I totally thank you for me. all your prayers over me. I had been under some certain attacks. Of course, look how close everything is getting. The enemy gets more and more terrified when he attacks. He's terrified of you. He's not angry. He's terrified, and That's I know so that. Good. So anything, things are going great right now, and we're excited about what, what is about to happen for us and for everyone else. And so, yes, you can go to catcurr.com. You can go to revealingheaven.com. We're going to continue to add um, things in the marketplace because that's one of our commissions by God to reveal heaven to the marketplace. So we're going to have a whole lot of stuff once we get our place, get a, a great place to create and to invent things and put them in the marketplace. There's going to be all kinds of things, home decor, all kinds of things you can put in your home, where even in your vehicles that, that will show that heaven is real and God is real. And we're looking forward to all those days coming. So bless you, bless you. I love you very much. Thank you for all those who give. Uh, make sure you're giving to Steve, too, because he helps to make this happen. And we love all of you who help support heaven's plan on this earth. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Kat, thank you so much. Now, a quick reminder, folks, we are doing a separate, sh uh, a second show of the day. It's about two hours from now, two o'clock Pacific, uh, five o'clock Eastern with uh, Manuel Johnson. Uh, people have been asking us to process the, the encounter he had about uh, being taken to the future in 2022. So we're going to process and show mm -hmm. you and get, play you some clips. It's going to really help you a lot. You're going to really understand stuff a lot more on that one and be encouraged with it. So God bless you, everybody. Give our love to your staff and your little and giraffe this is there. My mama's giraffe, she loaned us since we have no backdrop. <laughs> it's With actually, a little happy new year crown on here. I just it's want to thank you, mom, a, let us borrow it. <laughs> it's a taller giraffe that it looks like it's, uh, your mom is, is the same height or what? I I think she's about the same height she as that is. giraffe. She is. 
Yeah. She brought her to the hotel to be with her so she'd have something of her own there. <laughs> she named she named her Lulu. Her name is Lulu, everybody. Lulu. Oh, I thought you said Mumu. Okay, Lulu. There you yep, go. Lulu is her name. <laughs> All right, cute name. My sister goes by that nickname as well. So, yeah. all right, all right. God bless you, uh, Kat and Jen, and anyone else that's in the room there. Have a yeah. great rest of the day. We'll Thank see you, you again next week, everybody. Have a great day. Too. See you in two hours, everybody. Okay. And may the host go with you. Yes. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.